everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening, and uh, that was a fun one. What a way to respond. You are all welcome. I believe the Flyers basically listen to my post game, recognize the error of their ways after the Islanders game, and adjusted simply because of how I felt about the game. So I think because of me and uh, all of the all of you who joined me for this post game. They did that for us, so I think that's huge. Uh, I think we should all pat ourselves on the back for that one. But, no, that was a hell of an effort. Uh, What what can you say? I mean, I I think it really does start with Carter Hart. I know the final score, like, oh, they scored six goals. But uh, I think Carter Hart made a ton of big saves, especially when the game uh, was in the balance early. I thought they didn't come out particularly great in the first. Obviously, they didn't get killed like they did uh, against the Islanders. They do get that one early goal. Um, But I I think – Hart made some really, really important saves early in the game. And then, of course, he has, you know, the shorthanded breakaway stop and that other chance right after that. He has that sprawling save. Uh, he stays focused after giving up a couple in the third and puts it away. So I really do think this one starts with Carter Hart. But the defensive effort in front of him, they only gave up 28 shots. I realize 28, it's not like the 16 or 18 they've given up a couple of times earlier this season. But you take a 3 nothing lead into the third period, you have to figure – uh, your opponent's going to come hard at you to only give up 28. Pretty good defensive effort. I did think, um, I did think at times they were so concerned with keeping Florida to the outside that they gave them too much room on the outside, and that just resulted in uh, a, a lot of time in the defensive zone. Just. Uh, a few too many shifts where they were just stuck and chasing, uh, but luckily they didn't get too hurt by it on too many occasions. And when something got through, Carter Hart was there for the most part. So again, to him and the defense. And then you look at the uh, you look at the depth forwards. You look at the depth scoring. And damn, man, this team. We talked about it just last night on BSH Radio. You know, I was down. I was down after the Islanders game, but I'm keeping perspective that I do still believe this is a good team who had an awful night. Um, I think Charlie's reason to continue to be optimistic was look at the depth this team has. Like with Morgan Frost as a healthy scratch, they have 13 capable NHL forwards and two guys they were absolutely counting on to be at least in their top nine. Uh, Oscar Lindblom, who's playing first line minutes, uh, hasn't played since what December and Nolan Patrick hasn't played all year. So even with those two uh, key pieces, They've managed to uh, they've managed to have uh, some really good depth step up. I mean, look at the scoring tonight. You get JVR from Niskanen and Sandheim, that's cool. But then you look Pitlick from JVR and Niskanen. You get uh, NAK from Raffle and Braun. You get Lawton from JVR and Braun. Uh, and then of course Couturier gets the goal, and then uh, Haig gets that late uh, power play goal. I was thinking maybe they after that penalty because it was such a cheap shot on JVR, they should put the uh, they should put the first power play unit out, but we've all seen how that's going recently. And uh, the guys they put out there on the ice really got the job done. But I do want to talk about JVR because this is something I uh, something I looked up after his uh, after he got that second assist tonight. So Jay, where to where the box score go? Here we go. Uh, yeah, he gets the primary assist on Pitlick's goal, and he gets the primary assist on that night f- nice feed on the Lawton goal. And I looked it up. JVR now has 13 primary assists this season. That's the fourth most he's ever had in a season. And it's already better than his last two years. It's his most since like 2016-17. 
So he has been doing a great job, uh, not just scoring the goals lately, but he's been setting them up pretty well uh, too. And it's it's been really nice to see JVR kind of transform his game. But if we're going to talk about transforming your game, Robert Haig has gone from pariah to, okay, he's a nice little solid player, to a He's a contributor right now. I don't know what else you can say about the guy. He gets the goal tonight. That was awesome. He had a few other chances. He made some defensive plays. Um, I still don't think Haig is much more than a third-pairing defenseman, but if he's a good one, you need a good third pair. We all remember the 2010 playoffs when you know the Flyers are out there with one of the best top fours they've ever had uh, in terms of defense. It, it was phenomenal. And every time they put the third pair out, it seemed like they got scored on. They'd play four minutes. It'd be minus two. Um, so if Haig can fill that role at least, uh, that would be awesome. And he seems to be unlocking uh, some offensive upside. He just seems to be playing with more confidence. He took a nice slap shot from the point, just a compact, smooth windup. Got it through uh, nice and low so you could deflect it and get a rebound. It was, uh, I think, man, watching Robert Haig play these, because it's not like he's been great all year. I think he's growing into playing pretty well over the last few weeks. But um, just thinking about what his potential might be and what we thought it was coming into the season, my God, was Dave Haxtell a bad coach? Like, just telling that guy to do nothing. Like, do as little as possible. Throw hits in the corners. That was it. That was his only role. And uh, it seems as if maybe there's a little bit more to his game. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing how he plays for the rest of the year. And it doesn't look like he's coming out of the lineup anytime soon. Uh, Travis Sanheim got hurt in the game. They said he took one shift in the third period, and it was like an 11-second shift. Um, if Ghost isn't ready to go, maybe we see Mark Friedman uh, come back up. He played pretty well earlier uh, when he had a uh, brief stint with the team, so we could perhaps see that uh, in the near future. But I'm just happy about this game. I'm happy about the performances all around. Uh, really, really excited about this team's depth and where that could take them. We know how dangerous this top six can be when it's rolling. It's pretty awesome to see, uh, you know, six goals go up on the board when really the top six wasn't rolling tonight. So that's it. Let's get to your stuff. Yeah, baby, what a win. Hey, Bill, what's up, Layla? Yeah, that was an awesome win. Uh, Jerry says, JVR back in our good graces. Hey, man, he scores in bunches, but he's, I've said all year, I think the rest of his game has been – the best I've seen everything that isn't scoring goals. Now the goals are starting to go. Like I said, he's got the fourth most primary assists he's ever had in a season already with what, 23, 24 games to go. So pretty, uh, pretty good year for JVR, even though maybe the goal total isn't where we'd want it to be. Glad they woke up after the first five minutes of the third. Yeah. The Florida was going to come out hard. You knew, uh, you know, it, it would be nice not to give one up right away. Cause that keeps a team in it. How many times have we seen the flyers do something? They look like they're out, but they get a goal in the first 30 seconds, first two minutes, whatever. And it gives them life because all of a sudden they look at the clock and go, we have time left to make things happen. So it was uh, it wasn't an ideal start to the period, but I did think, you know, it, it, Florida's a good team, Florida, especially that top line, my God, all over the place tonight. Um, you know, they were going to make a push and the Flyers responded well. They locked it down after that little, uh, after that little bump. But overall, I thought a few too many times tonight, just spent too much time in the zone. Even if it wasn't like multiple chances in a row, they were giving up. It was just too much chasing. Uh, didn't have a good handle on breakouts tonight either. 
Just think if they took care of business against the Devils and Isles. Just got to keep moving forward now, Chris. That's all you can do. I'm disappointed in those games. Uh, they were, I mean, you, you get a point against Long Island or in on, oh, Jesus, on Long Island like you were supposed to after you come back and tie it up, take care of, of the Devils, and you're on a hell of a roll. But they didn't. But now they just they got to keep this momentum for, uh, moving forward. It uh, looks like, you know, we can take a look at the schedule now and uh, see what's coming up for this uh, leading up to the trade deadline here. They have to go to Tampa on Saturday. That's a 4 o'clock puck drop. Tampa's missing a couple of guys. And then they have a home-and-home home with Columbus. And Columbus is without uh, – they're without uh, Seth Jones and Cam Atkinson. So uh, advantageous scheduling right now. I know they're kind of in a gauntlet. They're in some important games. But if you're going to catch these teams, you're catching them at the right time. Uh, And if you are looking for anywhere to watch these big important games, either on Saturday or next week, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in the heart of Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. Honestly, it's one of my favorite bars in the world to catch a hockey game or any game. They always have sports on. You can go in there anytime, and I guarantee they'll have some sort of game on. But what you're going in for is the Flyers because it is a hockey bar because of the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, is a huge hockey fan, and you know those Flyers will be on. He's a big Flyers fan. He's a big supporter of Broad Street Hockey. So check out Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. I can't put it over enough. I didn't feel comfortable until the third period score by Couturier. Yeah, Danny, I mean, it did get a little uncomfortable there, but the Flyers have been a pretty good defensive team all year. I kind of thought they were going to – I kind of thought they were going to – I kind of thought they were going to be able to lock it down, even though they had a few bumps early. Uh, is Haig the answer for the power play? You know, I was going to come in joking about that tonight, but I shit, man, give it a shot. What 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 are you going to the power? Uh, I don't like Provorov at the top of the point on the power play, especially as the lone defenseman out there. If you want to put them put him out there with Niskanen, kind of rotate those two. Um, you know, maybe off the off the right boards and at, at the top of the point, that could be something. But I don't know if Haig's the answer as a lone defenseman, but I've liked what I've been seeing with him. He just looks more confident. He looks like a guy who is making quick decisions with the puck, and the decision isn't always to just dump it in and change. He's uh, He, he looks like a, just a different player out there right now. So the fourth line is power play. Yeah, I, was, I said, I was like, they, after that cheap shot, they should run up the score, put power play one out there. And I started thinking, like, Power play one really isn't getting it done. Maybe these guys will do something, and then they they do. So that was funny. Kev, uh, let's not continue with the win one, lose one pattern lately. Beat Tampa on Saturday. Yeah, it would be great to get uh, – uh, man, if they can get two points out of that Tampa game, that's huge. Uh, just really get on a roll. They'll be really feeling confident going into, you know, these last couple of games before the trade deadline because that's what they got. They got Tampa. They got two against Columbus. Then they got Winnipeg uh, next Saturday. And then the trade deadline is Monday the 24th. So they only have a few games. I don't know what the Flyers are going to do at the deadline. They're starting to figure some things out with their depth. Um, Scott Lawton, uh, we've talked a bunch of times uh, on this show and on uh, on BSH Radio about how the organization prefers him on the wing. They just think he's a better player on the wing than he is at center. Uh, but he's proven capable at center. That line looked pretty damn good tonight. Um, just thinking about the kind of player JVR is. He's third-line minutes at even strength and power play time. That's who he is, and they have a good mix right now with Lawton and Pitlick, uh, a couple of guys who 
forecheck like hell, have a little bit more skill than you think, and all the loose pucks that they uh, they open up with their that they you know loosen up with their hard work, um, JVR can bang home or make a play with. So it's uh, I'm liking the dynamic of that line right now. It's man, if this top six gets rolling, they could have one hell of an offense. All right, something I never thought I'd say with. Damn it, I lost it. I couldn't I couldn't get that whole comment out. I can't scroll like back up at a certain point. All right. JVR redeemed himself tonight. What happens in Brooklyn stays in Brooklyn. You know, JVR has been better than you'd think at the end of games this year, but he he absolutely did contribute to that disaster at the end of the uh, Islanders game. Man, our bottom six are playing incredibly well right now. Love NAK's game. Yeah, he just brings that energy. He not afraid to mix it up, gets physical, just does whatever he has to do. He is exactly what I want out of a fourth liner. Like I was just saying about Lawton and Picklick. Can skate, has a little bit more skill than you think, works hard, gets in on the forecheck. He does everything you want a fourth line player to do. I'm a big fan of NAK's game. Pretty close to buying an all Bay Q Bell jersey, not going to lie. Ah, I like it. I like playing. I like getting not just the Stars jerseys. I like seeing, uh, I like seeing people wearing the, the depth players jerseys. Our top lines may not be scoring, but they've also been keeping other top lines from scoring too. The bottom six has been the difference. 82-game season, you're going to have this. Uh, you know, we, We've seen this team be carried by the Couturier line. We've seen Kevin Hayes go nuts at certain points this season. But right now, yeah, the, the top lines, they're trying to figure them out, um, get the combinations right. You know, Farabee just – I thought he was all over the place tonight, but just couldn't like settle the puck down. He seemed like he was fighting the puck even though he was – in the right places and playing hard. Um, I think he'll get it settled down and they'll start to get a little more production out of that line. Um, you saw what Giroux and Couturier tonight. Those three I'm not worried about. Giroux, Couturier, um, Voracek. They're going to make plays and put up points. It's just a matter of time. I need more G1 timers in the power play. Yeah, Ross, how fun was that tonight? I forgot that existed. Cross ice pass. Bang, G1 timer. I don't care if he missed the net. I missed seeing it. Man, it feels like it's been two years. Depth scoring, solid D pairs, a PK that can actually stop goals. Bill, do you think the team? Uh, do you think the team is ready for a deep playoff push? Jeremy, you know, yeah, I do. I think this team is built to play in the playoffs. Now, getting there is going to be difficult, and once you're there, winning a series is difficult, as we've seen. It's not freaking easy. But uh, the makeup of this team, if Carter Hart, um, you know, continues to round out his game, play solid, play great when he has to, and just um, keep up the consistency. Uh, I think this team could absolutely make a playoff run. Uh, do I think they're, like, am I going to go and put money on them to win the Stanley Cup tonight? I'm not. But I do think they have the makings of a team that could do well in the playoffs. Bill, you staying with Hart against the Big Bad Bolts, or are you going back to Moose? Uh, I'm staying with Hart. They have, if it was back-to-backs, that'd be one thing, but it's not. They have a day off. Carter Hart kind of has to come in and, and take hold of this thing. He's the number one goalie. That's his job. He's the number one goaltender. Um, he needs to go out there and play, play as well as he played tonight or better. Carter Hart went on the road and played well is the priority out of this game. And if Hart is healthy, he should uh, start every game, not back-to-back rest of the year. I don't disagree with that. If you have, as long as you have enough built-in rest, uh, he should get quite, quite a large portion of the starts. There's a chance the Flyers could end up with 12 double-figure goal scorers. 
Yeah, it'd be nice to have one guy with like 40, but the depth scoring has been coming through. It's been it's been really great to see. Love seeing JVR swing it. Yeah, I liked him just popping up and getting uh getting right in uh, in that dude's face. That was that was really good to see. First of all, just that he's not hurt, and two, I, it seems like he when the points when he's producing goals and points, he also looks like he's playing harder. You know, like. I, I don't know how to explain it, but he just looks like a different player when he is producing. Penguins play 14 of next 15 versus Metropolitan Division with four games versus Carolina and three versus Caps. Flyers can win this division. Let's take a look. Let's, let us take a look at the standings while we're talking about it because the gap isn't as big as it once was. It's not, uh, it's not as crazy of a, of a gap as, you know, as you'd think. Let's... Uh, Let's just look at the division. Well, let's look at this first. Washington in first with 77 points. Pittsburgh, 74. Islanders, 72. Uh, Columbus, 71. Philly, 71. So, what are 71? They're a point behind the Islanders, three points behind Pittsburgh, and what's that? Uh, Six points behind Washington. So good at math. It's not out of the question. It's a really tight race. They could be division winner. They could be second wild card. And it's, you know, a handful of points here or there. It's, it's a very tight division. This is a tight playoff race, which is why they, they, they've used up a little bit of their margin for error. That's, that's the devil's game. That was the one. Okay, there's your mulligan. I'll let that one go. But we gotta, they really got to clamp down and continue. They got to get on a roll. They got to stack some points in a row here is what I'd really like to see. Looking forward to Tampa. Going to be a test even with Tampa missing some key players. Oh, yeah, I, I, like, seeing, I like seeing this team play against other top teams because that's who you're going to run into in the playoffs. You're not going to see the Ottawa Senators or the Detroit – I almost called them the Detroit Tigers for some reason. The Detroit Red Wings in the playoffs. It's going to be good teams, and I think the Flyers are a good team. I want to see them skate with the best because I want to I see it for myself. Let's, let's really see what this team is. Columbus has lost three straight now, I think. Hopefully this means they're slowing down and the Flyers can pass them. Yeah, they've had some tough luck, man. They've been playing hard all year. Uh, they've been trying to hold it together uh, after losing after losing the, uh, the players they did. But uh, they've lost two in a row in overtime, so at least they're picking up points there. Yeah, they picked up one point tonight, I think. Uh, but, yeah, it's... They've been trying to hold it together there. Tortorella's been doing a pretty good job. You know, they lose Panarin. They lose Bob. Now they're dealing with some injuries. Um, they're, they're having a pretty damn good season, considering. Love the view hockey lid. Yeah, baby. V-I-E-W. View, view, view. You kids don't do that anymore. Tyler Pitlick is who we all hoped Ryan Hartman was. Good job, Chuck. Yeah, I was thinking that tonight. I wanted to look up Hartman's numbers. Uh, Hartman, man, I'll never forget that. That Was it his first shift where he just had that bone-crunching, uh, like, open ice hit? Yeah, I'll never forget that. And Pitlick I don't, may, maybe doesn't have that element in his game, the, the pest element, the will-drop-the-gloves uh, at the drop-of-a-hat element. But, man, don't give that guy room to shoot. If you back off uh, thinking he's going to pass or hoping he just doesn't get behind you, he is not afraid to shoot. The rest of this team refuses to fucking shoot on the rush. Pitlick is ripping it, and I appreciate it because he's he's got a nice release, man. Got to get Ruben. Gu- <laughs> yeah, Ruben is that? I don't even remember how I said it. Now Ruben Gerbstov, I think I think is what I'm saying. 
Bill, I believe the Flyers are 23-0 and when JVR scores a point. I think JVR should try doing that every game. This has been my hard-hitting hockey analysis. No, yeah, if he would just step up and, and get his ass on the score sheet every night, they'd be running away with this fucking division, right? Power play set up G on the left, Niskanen up top, Jake in the middle, Hayes and TK rotating uh, from the front and the right. Um, I, I kind of like what they're doing right now. I, I, it hasn't been awesome, but I like uh, the behind-the-net element with, um, with TK kind of rotating from you know the side of the net to behind the net so you have an extra puck handler out there, something they haven't always had. Um, I, I think this setup could be pretty decent, uh, the way they're running it. I just want another defenseman up top. Maybe that guy is Niskanen. He seems pretty good at getting his shot through. Kind of Tiemann-esque, isn't going to rip too many goals from there, but it'll get through and you'll have a chance to make a play on it. Um, I would love, Sanheim is the guy I would love to see up there the most, but now he's got the knee injury and they just seem really reluctant to take this power play one spot away from Ivan Provorov. We've talked a bunch of times about how coaches see power play time as a kind of a reward for everything else you do. And Provorov does everything else. So I get the idea of wanting that guy in that spot just, but the power play does need to, you know, be more consistent. If Ghost is cleared, I don't think I can suit him up right now. I wasn't expecting to say that with Haig. Uh, well, I mean, if Ghost is cleared, if he's good to go, if the knee it really was an issue and now it isn't, um, and Sandheim's out, I guess you gotta, I guess you gotta plug, um, I guess you gotta plug Ghost in there. But I would not be surprised to see Mark Friedman at least for uh, the the uh, the Lightning game. For some reason, not really liking TK and Hayes. Think TK and Voracek should swap? Yeah, I thought they'd be more of a dynamic pair. I thought they'd be able to work a lot more give and goes. Um, I thought they maybe would mix well, but it's kind of... Uh, TK doesn't dominate the puck, but I just don't know if uh, Hayes has the puck so much. I Maybe it takes away from what uh, TK can do on, on his end with it. Um yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, TK and, and Jake swap. I kind of like, I just kind of like the idea of that one, like, okay, we got our, we got our, like, core. We got our, like, the old heads, the guys who've been here forever. They're all on one line with Couturier, AG, and Jake. We have, that's our core line, and then we fill out the rest of the lineup underneath them. I just kind of like that. But, yeah, I think, you know, we've seen what TK can do, especially uh, when alongside, you know, Couturier, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing those two uh, swapped. Isles losing 5 nothing because of course they are. Excellent. Did anyone else find it insane the Panthers' fourth line had two D-men at forward? Honestly, I don't. Uh, they're hockey players, first and foremost. And on that fourth line, I mean, um, the Flyers did it with Lucas Spiza for a little while. They had him at forward. I think uh, you're looking for an element there uh, on your fourth line. You're looking for the best hockey player. It doesn't matter what position they're designated as. I think position – I mean, they're not antiquated because they're still used all the time, but I think just positions could be a lot more fluid. Um, and if you have, you know, a couple of defensemen who, you know, don't factor into your top six because you have a good top six, but they're just, you know, a guy or two um, – what am I trying to say here? You have a say you have two defensemen who are like 75s overall in NHL who aren't factoring in because everyone else is a 79 or better on your blue line. And then you have, you know, two depth forwards who are maybe like 65s or 70s. Play the 
Better player. It doesn't matter, oh, it's not their position. No, just put the better player out there. It's hockey. They'll figure it out. That's like, do you want a forward on D? No. We've seen, like, how some forwards skate backwards. It's not always the prettiest thing. But what does a forward do that a defenseman can't do? Especially in the fourth line. Like, get it deep and go hit the fucking guy with the puck. It's not rocket science. So, uh, I don't don't think it's insane. I think it's just a good use of your assets. I like this bounce back after a tough loss thing this team does. Yeah, it's one of those things we've talked about a lot this year, how they don't let things snowball. Uh, They seem to just not be as fragile as they were in the past. And that's I got to give that to the coaching and the leadership. NAK seems like he is bringing a lot of physicality along with some offense. At his age, are you excited about watching him develop? I don't know what his real ceiling is. Maybe it is playing up on a third line. Uh, being a Scott Lawton type third liner, but I I just love him in the role he's in right now. If he does this for the next 10 years, that's awesome. Great. Cool. Perfect. That's a hell of a draft pick. Any thoughts on that trade? Ghost and a pick for Max Domi? I mean, sure. I, I, I really, I think I hate hypothetical trades. I don't know what anyone wants. The Habs have said they don't really want to trade, um, anybody with term because they think they can make the playoffs next year. They're not looking to burn it all down. So. I don't know. Chucky two trades, uh, Jesus. Chucky two trades caused us all to scratch our heads during the offseason with his coach and player choices. Could we finally have a GM that can keep us in the perennial contender column again? I loved the coach choice. Uh, I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, the player choices they needed they needed depth on on defense. They needed some veterans to go with all the young guys, and they got them. They needed uh, you know an effective top six center, and they got one. I think. I really haven't had too many questions about what Chuck was doing. Um, I questioned the Hartman for Pitlick thing at the time just because I was like, why? But when you hear the reason, like Hartman was just going to cost more money and the cap didn't go up. So he made a uh, he made one hell of a um, a savvy move to get Tyler Pitlick uh, for Hartman. It, it, it has worked out. I'm liking I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Pitlick. I am unconcerned about Tampa at this point. We need four points from a very banged-up Blue Jackets squad. Got to get points from the division. Oh, yeah, you need both of those. uh, Anything less than three points is unacceptable against Columbus, and you really got to go and get four. Uh, Tampa's just next, and I want to see them up against a good team when Tampa's a really good team. Does a win against Tampa cancel the Devils' loss? Yes, I will stop complaining about the Devils' loss if they beat Tampa. Does Ghost go? I, I don't see how you can at this point. Um, I know he hasn't been good. Like, I've said that from day one. He wasn't good pretty much all of last year. But you only have six healthy defensemen on your roster right now, and that is if we consider Ghost healthy. You know, as far as we know at this moment, they have five healthy defensemen on the team. I don't know if they've made a call-up while I'm doing this or whatever, uh, If they've, but – you know, the Santa, you need seven no matter what. Um, and you don't want to sit Friedman. That doesn't make any sense. So I just, uh, I don't really see how you can trade Ghost. That's, that's always seemed like more of an off-season thing to me. If he's going to go, he's going to go during the off-season because the roster is, there are too many other questions on the roster and just by, like, uncertainty with who's going to be available and everything, so... Do you see the boys making a move at the trade deadline? I think they're going to do something. Uh, you know, if it's just to bring in a center who is, you know, more effective than Connor Bunneman, I, that's like that's the spot I see. 4C maybe, 
but uh, man, this thing's kind of working right now. Like, yeah, if you can go get Pajot, do it. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know what that's going to cost. I'm sure, you know, Ottawa's going to be holding the whole league up uh, on ransom for, for Pajot. So uh, if they can go get a difference maker, awesome. But I don't really see much other than making moves to just bolster the depth a little bit. I hope all this Hague talk is building up some fire and ghost. Yeah, Omar, um, I, I don't know what to make a ghost at this point, man. I, I love the guy, but he's not one of their six best defensemen. That's, that's what it comes down to. Whether he's healthy or not, he is not one of their six best defensemen right now. Um, this Sanheim injury could, could change that. He might be pressed into service, and that'll be an opportunity for him. All it takes is one game to change the narrative. You can turn your whole season around with one game, and if he gets that opportunity, I really hope it happens. After the way the third started, that Couturier goal, goal was so relieving. Oh, I, I came up out off the couch after that one. It was, it, it was exactly what they needed. That's, they needed to make a play at their own blue line and get the puck for, you know, one of those uh, for a rush goal. That's how, you, that's how you, as JJ said, stem the tide. And it was exactly what they needed, and it came from, you know, the two guys that are being counted on most to make that kind of play, Giroux and Couturier. Not surprising. I'm encouraged that Ghost can afford to sit and get healthy, uh, though the start of the third looked a bit rough. Good defense all around. Yeah, overall, I thought they played good defense. I thought sometimes they were too concerned with taking away the middle and keeping uh, Florida to the outside, and that just allowed Florida to possess the puck with room on the perimeter. Um, and no matter how well you're covering up, uh, no matter how well you're covering up in the defensive zone, if the other team has the puck long enough, something's going to come loose, uh, you know. But uh, for the most part, I thought pretty good defensive effort. Rather see Friedman than Ghost for defensive reasons. Man, I, Frank, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree that I liked the solid sort of nice little two-way game Friedman played in his little stint up here. But I also would love to see Ghost take advantage of the opportunity and just become the kind, just become uh, again the the player I th I think he is inside. Farabee looks fine again. Good forechecking game. Yeah, I just thought he was fighting the puck a little tonight. I thought he was all over the place. Uh, he he's one of those guys with good instincts, knows where to be, uh, knows how to make plays. I thought he looked good physically. It just seemed like the puck wouldn't settle for him a bunch of times. The puck bounced like fucking crazy tonight. I understand it's warm in Florida. It's tough to keep ice, you know, smooth when it's when it's hot outside. But uh, that puck, man, I've never seen. It, it, it looked like at some points they were playing with a bouncy ball. Uh, AV just said Sanheim has a lower body injury. We'll give update later. Yeah, so I've, uh, they'll probably practice tomorrow. I don't know. They're on the road. Well, I'm sure we'll get an update tomorrow on, on Sanheim, whether it's from the coaches or social media. That's the difference with this team. They bounce back after a frustrating loss. Yeah, they, they seem less fragile than they have in the past. That's, that's the encouraging thing. Uh, that's the over, overarching... Um, takeaway I have from this season to this point is they're just less fragile it seems like oh wow we're uh running out of comments guys so we'll do a little longer get a few more in here uh Patrick would be an impact move yeah I, I think Patrick might be that good 4c um uh, let him work his way up to 3c if it's possible but just a guy with his skill and kind of two-way instincts if if he's good to go it sounds like he's going to start practicing in full with the team soon um He's going to need a conditioning stint and all that, but 
if Patrick can come back and give them anything, even if it's, you know, 10 minutes, eight minutes a night on the fourth line, uh, I, I think that would be a, a very key role for him uh, and this team. What do they have to give up with the cap situation? They can bring in like a $2 million player. That's, uh, that's basically what I'm seeing. Um, maybe two, two and a half uh, is what they're going to be able to afford. They have tons of assets. I don't know how, how in a hurry I am to separate myself uh, from a bunch of those assets just because what are they really going to be able to add like, you know, with their cap situation and with the way their team's kind of structured right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything. Um, I'm sure Chuck is on the phones uh, nonstop trying to figure things out, but it's, it's tricky and it's tricky for a lot of teams. Uh, when healthy Sandheim needs to be on power play one Provorov's inability uh, to cleanly handle the puck, which has always been an issue is a real detriment to a clean power play. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's shown itself a lot recently. I thought um, it, he just, it's not one of his strengths. He does a lot of things really well. Provorov is a very good hockey player, but this is not um, at this point in his career something he does particularly well. I don't think he should be on, you know, the power play. It's definitely not the first unit. I heard somewhere they haven't lost two straight since that West Coast disaster. Nice to see less bad strings of games. Oh, yeah, it just does so much more for our psyche. Is that true? They haven't? Let's go backwards here. Win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win. Jesus. Am I going to have a... That's a loss, win, win, loss, win, loss, loss. Uh, The last time they lost two in a row was oh no that was a win never mind no uh loss win loss 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 they lost yeah yeah uh in the beginning of january three in a row uh just to vegas um the coyotes and then in overtime to carolina so yeah that was it's been a while two million like stewart lol stewart makes 700 grand not not two million Haig is really making ghosts expendable, and it sucks because the Flyers can't sell ghosts for more than a bag of potatoes now. I mean, expendable isn't the word. Uh, Ghosts maybe just needs a change of scenery. That's, uh, I think what you get back for him is a player like him who just maybe needs a change of scenery. That's that's what you're looking at, I think. Um, But you need seven defensemen. Like that's, and ghosts, you can put him in there and he's an NHL player. So it's not the worst thing in the world for him to be on the bench, especially now he's dealing with a knee thing apparently. So let him get healthy, um, and you have you have him available if you need him. And hey, if if he comes in for Sandheim and starts playing really well, awesome. That's seizing an opportunity. I, I hope he does. It's very satisfying to hear the sound of win way more than loss. Uh, it's very satisfying for like my dog not to be terrified like he was after uh, after the uh, the post game against the Isles when I just screamed for twenty minutes straight. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. I think my neighbors probably appreciate it a lot more. Um, you know, it's just way winning, man. It's like better than losing. Fucking love winning. 13 goals, 5 assists, Derek Grant. People are suggesting uh, Grant from the Ducks, I believe, is maybe a 4C. Um, Sure. It's nice that we finally have depth. Yeah, that's kind of the takeaway from this one, man, is uh, goaltending and and depth with just good structure, like sticking to your game plan, playing the way your coach wants you to play, and the coach 
asking players to play a way that they're capable of playing, all of that working together, it's it's resulting in a lot of wins. Like they're capable. It's not likely. Just you know, there's some good teams ahead of them, but we're in mid-February and they have a chance to win the division. They also have a chance to miss the playoffs, but it's a tight race. That's they're in it. They're as much in it as anybody. Ghost is Matt Carl 2.0. Ghost has had far more individual success than Matt Carl could ever imagine. That's crazy. Matt Carl was a better player than you think as well. Like he was the number two defenseman on a Stanley Cup final team. Like I realize I think Chris Pronger like is in the Hall of Fame and is underrated. Don't, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Chris Pronger here, but Matt Carl played really well next to him too. Trust me, I hated Carl at the end in my early uh in my early writing career i think probably for bleacher report back in the day like 2011 2012 when it, whenever they signed bruno gervais uh because i wrote uh like oh pluses and minus i was i basically said bruno gervais could uh exa- could do exactly what matt carl did given the same ice time was that was my uh my in-depth analysis on that one all right guys we're just gonna do a couple more and call it a night uh Flyers as a team, from players to coaches to G- GM, all deserve a lot of credit uh, given all the changes from last year, a new coaching staff, a new system, injuries to key players, and time for AV to find the right line combos. Uh, look like things are finally coming together, and this is only the beginning. Listen, I am as optimistic as anybody, and I love that game, but let us not forget just a couple of nights ago what happened on Long Island. They gave up three goals in the first period. Uh, I guess that game was actually at the Barclays, but whatever. Someone once told me Brooklyn's in Long Island. I have no idea because I don't know anything about New York. I've been there like three times. Uh, but anyway, uh, like that did happen. Now, do I think that's who this team is? No, I think they're way closer. If you were to put these two games next to each other and say, which is this team? They're way closer to the team that played tonight than the team that played on, the hell was that, Tuesday? Uh, now I'm in January on the schedule. Uh, yeah, that game was Tuesday. So uh, I like beating up on the Panthers a couple times in a row, though. Winning down there is huge. They haven't won in uh, like at the Panthers since 2016. I always think we're exaggerating when we're like, oh, they're going to Florida. That's always a disaster. No, it's true. It usually is a fucking disaster. Bill, I want to take my lady to a place that has pork sandwiches and can watch hockey. Do you know a place? Brian, in fact, I do. It's Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in the heart of Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. Really, it's one of my favorite bars in the whole world to watch a hockey game because Timmy Fitzpatrick, the owner, he's a huge hockey fan, and he's always there making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. And I guarantee you, if there is hockey on, It'll be on at Fitzpatrick's, whether it's a Flyers game or any other game. They have so many packages. Really, any sport at any time could be on there. I know I'm going to be watching some XFL there soon. Maybe you'll catch me if you want to catch some of this amazing XFL action. I've been all about it. I have no idea if they even show the XFL games at Fitzpatrick's. I assume they do because it's sports. Um, and their uh, sports bar, <laughs> but I don't know. Back to the read. Uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. I highly recommend the pork sandwich. They have a great beer selection. All the servers and bartenders couldn't be uh, couldn't be better. I just can't say enough about Fitzpatrick's in Wildwood Crest. Go there, have a good time. Tell them you're a Broad Street Hockey listener. I bet he'd like that. How do we move the Flyers to the Pacific Division? Ah, careful what you wish for. 
Wonder if Q ever regrets uh, not picking Philly. I think every time his horse doesn't hit, he regrets not picking Philly. We should be ecstatic about this team. We have a ton of kids playing big roles and big minutes with a kid stud goalie. The future is real bright. Yeah, and that's this is year one of them trying to win. Like that's the that's the sad truth about the Hextall era is that he didn't pay much attention to the NHL roster. He was trying to build something because he saw how many flaws there were and that it was a fool's errand to try to chase your tail and make that team contend. So he allowed Giroux and Voracek basically to see how far you can take us. You two alone are going to carry us and see what happens. Some years we're going to make the playoffs. Some years we're going to miss by a few points, and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, but it's starting to pay off. Yeah, and no matter how this year ends, uh, like you said, they have a lot of kids playing big roles. This is great experience. It's it's a great learning environment to have a seasoned coach taking you uh, in you know your first year, your first couple of years in the league in, in, in a playoff run. It's, it's a big deal. This is going to be good for the future as well. Bill, did you get to yell at Al Morgani uh, yet about how he pronounces Carter Hart? No, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be in there tomorrow morning, and I'll be able to do that. It'll be the first time I've seen him since I lost my mind about the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> Honestly, I'm happy with AV. I'm more than okay with not getting Q. Oh man, I wanted Q. Uh, that was my first choice. I, I'll make no uh, I'll make no bones about it. Whatever the hell that means, but. Um... <laughs> Stupid phrase. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, Vigneault's been awesome. And there's just something There's just something to Vigneault has been everywhere and done everything except win a cup. And Claude Giroux has had a hell of a career, and he hasn't won. I just like the pairing of those two. Like, two guys who have done so much, and you always have that, yeah, but you haven't. Like, I just, that little little bit of motivation right there for the two of them together, I think is, I think it's cool, and I think it's going to be awesome when they do it. Uh, Q was blinded by the Florida sun. Meanwhile, how bad does that Bob signing look by Florida for an albatross amount of money? Yeah, he's not having a great year. It's certainly, you don't want to start a $10 million contract off like this, but he... We know what his potential is. He's had down years. We've seen him have down years, and we've seen him win two Vezina trophies. He's he's not consistent season to season, but he's good enough to carry a team uh, when he's on. Is this that year? Absolutely not. Do I think he'll have a year or two of those at some point in the near future? I bet he does, um, but I don't want to pay any goalie $10 bucks. That's not a 30-year-old goalie. Good on that. AV for coach of the year, I think he'll get some votes. I mean, this Tortorella thing, um, man, if he gets that team to the playoffs, that's going to be hard to deny. All right, everybody, I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Thank you all for joining me. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and hit subscribe, and you'll get so much content sent to you, you won't be able to keep up with it. It will be an overwhelming amount of Flyers content delivered to you on any device you like, uh, just wherever there are podcasts, search Broad Street Hockey. And while you're there, maybe give us like some good reviews and, I don't know, tell other people to, hey, listen to this podcast called Broad Street Hockey. It's really freaking good. They do post games. They have a couple of, they have a flagship show called BSH Radio, Fly Perbole. We have the rap. We have the brief. We have checking out the competition. I don't even know how much shit we have. We have so much content. So, uh, Broad Street Hockey, subscribe, uh, download all of our shows, do it, you know, just do it all. Uh, do that. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, my name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.